Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome Leafs fans to Game Over Toronto. Harnish and Lauren here live with you on the SDPN channel on this beautiful Sunday night as the Leafs hosted the Washington Capitals for their final game of January 2023. Folks, tonight's episode will truly be out of this world. And no, I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. Our guest for tonight is Canadian icon who's had not only one, not two, but three space flights over his illustrious career, the last including his famous mission aboard the ISS during Expedition 35, where he served as the first Canadian commander of the station. The flight is also where we were blessed to hear the, his rendition of Space Oddity, which um, has honestly got to be the most expensive music video ever produced. <laughs> I'm talking about none other than Commander Chris Hatfield, Welcome to the show, Mr. Hatfield. Hey, th- thanks very much. Uh, I appreciate it, Hirsch, and uh, nice to be joining you both. What a great game to be watching. And that video was free, actually. I was already there. It was uh, <laughs> done in my spare time when I was supposed to be asleep using existing equipment. I didn't bring up anything at all to make it, so I just took advantage of the circumstances. So so it was the cheapest video ever made, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and we were on the recipient end of that. Um, we were truly blessed to be able to uh, to be able to hear that Uh it was fantastic. I can't believe it. it's been a it's been a while uh, since uh, since we heard that. It's going to be ten years now, eh? And um, wow, that was that was truly magnificent. But we have a game to be talking about today, and um, what better game than uh, Tavares's one uh, thousandth game? And you were there live, uh, Mister Hadfield, right? You were there with your family and to be able to witness and, and see. Yeah, it, it was great. And it was nice to see John there with his family. His mom and dad were there. And of course, his wife and two boys. And uh, yeah, a thousand games. I mean, it, it just speaks to so many different things, right? The tenacity, the desire, the uh, the physical toughness, the mental toughness, uh, just, just terrific. And, and it's so delightful that... Um, you know, a kid from Southern Ontario is back here celebrating his thousandth game. And they had a lot of other Toronto area uh, folks that were, you know, playing in the game tonight around him. Uh, so a really lovely moment. And, you know, he, I think he got uh, one point as an assist tonight. Would have been lovely if he'd gotten a few goals, especially in a, you know, scoring fest like it turned into, but uh, a really great night for the team and an even better night for, for the Tavares family, I think. Absolutely. And, and it was so good to see him there. And I'm glad that we, that they won for you. I'm glad, well, not for you. I'm glad that they got a win for tonight. As I, as we told you before, before the stream, they do have a tendency to, to play up and down when, when we have a guest on. So I'm glad that they could, that they could provide five big fat goals for us tonight against the Capitals, Sammy holding on for the win and, and without, without Austin Matthews leading the way as well. So good, good game all around. And we got lots to talk about for it. Well, I, I think both of their yeah, goalies definitely. played and, well uh, tonight. 
<laughs> but uh, it's it's nice where both of their goalies have to play well and we still beat them, you know. So that, that we we got a lot of good shots in there tonight where their their goalie saved their bacon and we and we still beat them pretty badly. So yeah, but uh, Samsonov had a good night, which always always is a good thing for us. Yeah, there was a lot of actually uh, Leafs players that uh, that kind of had a had a good night when you have four goals in a in a period in that second, right? Um, you're you're doing a lot of things, right? <laughs> uh, with Bunton uh, getting uh, getting our first goal of the game, and then and then Riley finally being able to get one pass, and uh, and um, that was his first goal in 47 games. You could see the elation in him, right? Uh, he put his hands up, looked to the ceiling, and. The, the the cheering around from the the fans as well as the team right you could see that it really meant a lot for him and uh finally one one off of his uh um off his shoulder right and hopefully yeah well i, I was uh, looking at bunting's face as well when when uh when when he scored when michael bunting scored there were he was just so you know so happy to have done that it got things going that way so it was nice to see his expression but you're right morgan riley uh it's like a you could almost see the weight being lifted off his shoulders and, and the the you know there's sort of a vindication feeling i think so and i'm delighted for him and that was a lovely setup and he took a beautiful shot so uh you know he he's a terrific uh offensive defenseman and it's nice for him to get rewarded for it tonight as well and just a great example of what happens when you find some space on the ice and get to where you think there might be an opportunity, right? Everybody was below the faceoff dots and he just sneaks right in and puts himself in a good position. And Hey, if you want, if you want pucks, you go to the net. If you want goals, you go to the net. Right. So yes. super glad for him and, and Mitch coming up behind him again, another case of the teammates just being as excited, if not more excited for their teammates than, than themselves. Right. Well, with Austin Matthews out, everybody's got to, of course, shift around a little bit. And, and um, you know, in order to win, we've got to be able to uh, not miss the skills that, that he brings. And so that requires a pretty good effort on a lot of people's part. And so the names we've been talking about, uh, people stepped up. And, uh, and Mitch's skills, you know, there's some people that you can just see for one second of how they move on the ice. Like Gretzky was like that one second clip and you go, oh, yeah, that's Gretzky. That's how he moves. And Mitch Marner is one of those guys. There's just a way, the smoothness with which he skates a, uh, an awareness of what's happening. And, and it's so important for him to have a good game. And he had a really good supportive game tonight. So, uh, so I think that really helped our win also. Absolutely. Mm, and I think I think Engvall had a fantastic game, his best game yeah. in a long time. You know, he get he gets the big goal to put them up 4-1, which is, as everybody knows, and Chris, you know more than anybody, the unsafest lead in hockey, right? <laughs> Left the ISS and that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm and everybody starts doing the wave and I start panicking because when it's 4-1, you don't do the wave, guys. Well, it was funny what the, the wave was started by one big bearded guy who was just, just up to behind my right shoulder. And I was with my, my granddaughter and she's never been in a crowd where there was a wave went around like that before. And she was like kind of amazed and so delighted. So I was seeing it through her eyes, which was fun, but that wave was deliberately started just by one big voiced, uh, big personality guy just behind us. And it was great that went around. I think it went around the arena six times, which is very unusual. Um, but no, it, if anything, I think that that helped. It it got the audience going a little more, and and uh, and you're right. Engvall had a had a great game. You know, he's such a, a physical specimen, big, strong guy, and um, and for him to not just control the puck like he does so well, and he's got that that 
you know, carry it, control it, use his size and his strength, bring it across. And then everybody knows he's going to take that kind of quick sweeping shot, but he held it just long enough that they couldn't do anything about it anyway. And he had a couple other really good chances also. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, if he stands up and gets some goals, then, uh, you know, that's, that's really going to help us out. Yeah, definitely. And on that play, I want to shout out Brody too, because uh, Brody was able to draw three players on him, which enabled Engvall to to get that cut in. And um, man, he was quick. It, it really seems like um, Engvall is, is it, there's a, a stretch of time where you just no, don't notice him on the ice. He seems like he's asleep a little bit. And then he produces this beautiful goal and you're just like oh that's him that's the guy that we came to cheer for and that's 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 what we come to expect out of him so it was really nice being able to see him uh see him get that and then even that Zargul, i mean that was that was fantastic as well in that third right um the leafs catch washington on on a line change and the homeberg uh gets two caps bite on him czar cuts in and one-on-one with Lindgren and just stays patient. It's a similar situation. He stays patient, just sweeps it past him and uh, puts the Leafs up. Yeah, it was very pretty. It was, it was great. Just great to see the consistency of effort. And, uh, and uh, I mean, the first period was back and forth and, you know, we were on the edge of our seats and they were having some good shots. Um, But the second and the third period, uh, we really showed how, how we can do. And even though, uh, the Caps got, you know, the the puck exactly where they wanted it a few times. Samsonov stood up or mm-hmm. almost everybody on the team uh, really buckled down for the defense, helped block the shots. Just there were so many quick sticks just lifting it, just getting out of the way. So they didn't get the shot that uh, that they wanted to get. And uh, and that that and even when, you know, number eight got a wide open slap shot, nice sitting in the stands and hearing the boom of it. Uh, come off Samsonov's pad, you know, and um, and and get it stopped. So so yeah, it was a, a fun game, especially in this in the last two periods. You, you never want to, you know, think okay, we got this one in the bag. Uh, I never leave a game early, that's for sure. But um, but yeah, once you get to four one and then five one, you start to really get that great rush of feeling in the crowd. And I, I don't think my granddaughter and I have ever had more fun at a game. She was, she she likes the blue cotton candy, you know, the Leafs colored cotton candy, and, and the extra sugar rush for her was was a lot of fun tonight, um, especially with with the uh, the whole crowd's enthusiasm at the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned the the defensive commitment from the team because I'm looking at at Money Puck right, and I'm seeing the expected goals, and even at the second um at the second period right at the end of the second period um the expected goals was actually pretty close between the leafs and the capitals hovering around like that 2.5 range right and obviously the leafs did catch four goals in this period so um after that fourth goal kemper got pulled um but you could see that the leafs they they kept it uh they kept it within one goal so they were playing great defensive hockey and and it's just been a mindset change that the leafs have really employed this year and all credit to to Sheldon Keefe right for for instilling this in us cuz this is really the way that you you play good playoff hockey right especially after the game after the game Friday night where we did not play good <laughs> playoff hockey i mean no. i i was at that game too and it was just it was like a different team it's like uh, uh, just and so I think Keith uh, Sheldon can really feel uh, that how everyone stepped up, what they talked about, how how they got themselves readier for this game, uh, and sure you're playing the Caps, you know, with Ovechkin and and all of that legendary skill there, but um, but we really got our act together well for this Sunday night game and and made up for all of the 
the I don't know if it was just, you know, not being on the mark or everybody feeling poorly or just not taking it seriously enough. But we really showed what we can do tonight. And if we can play like that, those last two periods, I mean, there's nobody going to beat us uh, all the way through. We just need to find a way to convince everybody to put that level, that level of effort in that that amount of defensive uh, back checking, the amount of forechecking we were doing, you know, that that that'll turn the tide for us. Absolutely. And and games like that just show you the value of teamwork, right? When everybody's working towards a goal, that's you can get success. And and if you play for yourself, if you play by yourself, if you act like yourself when you're supposed to be on a team, it's not going to work out. And that's a perfect example of it. And Chris, I'm sure that you can relate to that more than most people. So, <laughs> yeah, I um I've been on a bunch of teams in my life where the stakes aren't aren't or even if you can imagine it greater than than the Stanley Cup and, uh, you know, where it's life or death, what you're doing and and how do you build a group of people that are ready to face up to the stuff as it, when it goes right, it's not so bad. But when things are going wrong, when you're having troubles, unforeseen troubles, how do you build the reserve and the resolve and the skill set and the depth of skill set and the mutual support uh, so that you can get some seemingly impossible things done? You know, I, I it's uh, it I got to be so lucky when I was living up on the space station because the Leafs management would send me the games. Um, oh my gosh. But, but not real time. I didn't have time to watch it real time, but we exercised two hours a day. So when I was on the treadmill up there, we have a big treadmill where there's bungees that hold you down. Um, that's when I got to set aside my time wow. and just with no commercials or anything and just uh, watch the games. That was such a privilege. And the whole secret though was, for nobody to tell me the score, uh, you know, it's social media or whatever, <laughs> yeah. until I had a chance to get on the treadmill and, and watch the game. Um, but it's it's way more fun now being, uh, you know, live in the arena and, and wa- watching everybody play in person. Easier to it, see the ice, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and you make a, you made a great point, Chris, about all the different teams that you've been on. And Chris, you've been not only been an astronaut, but you've been a fighter pilot in the RCAF, an engineer, a musician, a professor at the University of Waterloo, the host of a television show on the BBC, a New York Times bestselling author. But is being a Leafs fan the most emotionally difficult job you've had, especially when you're volunteering for? Um, something you may not know in that. Thank you for all those details. Uh, um my, I don't know if you're going to mention it. My great grandfather was a trainer for the Leafs uh, in the late thirties. And uh, so as a Leaf fan, I mean, how could I be anything but right? Raised, born and raised in Southern Ontario and uh, with a family tie uh, to the Leafs. So, so yeah, I, I've been a Leafs fan my whole life. And with the Air Force and then with the Canadian Space Agency, I was posted outside of Canada for 26 years. And if you're living in South Texas or living in, uh, you know, Moscow, yeah. it's hard to catch a Leafs game. So uh, it was it's really lovely now being back and, and to be back into the the thrill of it and, and a pretty uh, credible. And what are we? Number three in the entire league or number four or something right now. A yep. pretty serious, incredible run you know, for the, for the cup itself this year, I, I don't know, you know, in a lot of years where we've had, had a, a better looking and, and a deeper group of, of players. So, so yeah, it's, it's huge fun every year and only one team's going to win the cup and it's, you know, it's a long shot, but it's the battle that matters. And, uh, and it's really fun to win a battle like tonight. <laughs> and I love that you mentioned that because, um, Mr. Hatfield, you've had the opportunity to see four Stanley cups in your, uh, in your life. And, you might have been young for for a couple of them, but 
I'm sure you remember a lot uh, of, of really promising teams and fantastic eras um, over the past couple of years. I mean, we've had the Sandine era, the Gilmore era, and so on and so forth, right? But this team, um, it really feels like we have some of the best players that this franchise has seen in a long time, but without the playoff success, right? So how do you really rank this team um, with all the previous eras that I, that I stated? Uh, well, you know, I, I was um, yeah, a kid during the 60s, you know, when the Leafs were so dominant and, and won uh, uh, the Cups. And so it was normal back then. You know, that was what the Leafs did. They they won the Stanley Cup, you know, and and Davey Keon was my hero and and, uh, and Johnny Bauer, you know, and it was so delightful from orbit that, you know, I, I pretended to throw a, a hockey puck back down to earth. And I think Felix Potvin, you know, caught it and then handed it off. And, and Johnny Bauer, you know, the guy that had been my a name that was legend when I was a little kid, he was the one who ended up with it, you know, brought it out onto the ice to start that game. So, uh, so those, those people that inspired me as a kid, you know, those names that were much larger than life. um, So it's, it's hard to compare that slice of time with where we are right now. And also, of course, there's you can't really just rate the Leafs because it's the rest of the league that matters. The league is bigger. There's there's tremendous skill out there, and uh, and so you know I, I I don't know that we've ever had a better team, but boy, there's some great competition. I think the level that hockey is played at right now it, it's never been this good. You know, it's advanced by players like Gretzky who kind of changed the game and, and all of the, the real talented Canadians who have come along, who have shown just how the game could be played. You watch how Mitch Marner plays. I mean, it's a lesson, you know, of, mm-hmm. of things that other players aren't doing the way he forechecks, the way he kills penalties, the way he set other sets other people up. And that gets contagious into all of the, the minor leagues and what the kids try and do. And, you know, how many people used to, like put the stick backwards between the legs and score. And now you see one of those almost every night if you're watching across the league. And so I think the the rising tide has improved the quality of the game. That just means, you know, the Leafs have to play even better. But we got the team to do it this year. We've got good management. We have an excellent coach. we got a tremendous amount of talent. And Austin, of course, uh, is one of the best goal scorers in the world. Um, and, and he's really become a, a, a two-way player. You know, he's he's back there in on everything but he's going to take a little while to heal we got the we got the gap coming up which is good for us he'll be back you know in lots of time second half of the season which is good we're going to need everybody to play their best if we have a shot at this with all the other competition out there but that's the whole point you know that that's what makes it so much fun and uh and i'm i'm delighted to be here in toronto watching this this group of guys play as the toronto maple leafs yeah, definitely. I mean, playoff hockey is, is what we've been waiting the entire year for. Uh, but I did want to pull it back a little bit to 2013 because um, I, I saw a picture and I saw a tweet. I remember this as well when you were re-entering Earth and you wore that that famous Leafs jersey under your gear um, for Game 7, that infamous Game 7 2013 against the, the Bruins, right? And um, my first question, when I was reading your book, um, An Astronaut Guide to Life on Earth, by the way, fantastic read. I would recommend it to everyone. I remember reading it back in, in high school. My first question to you is, um, you mentioned that you weren't supposed to wear the Leafs jersey, but being the stubborn Leafs fan you are, like we all are, <laughs> you did so anyways. So 
how much of a no-no was this? And as a follow-up, <laughs> when you landed and finally saw the Game 7 score, did you ever wear that shirt again? <laughs> Specifically during any well, of her losses. <laughs> um, well, when you, uh, on my third space flight, I was the pilot of a Soyuz spaceship, mm-hmm. which is a little three-person spaceship. And you wear uh, a spacesuit, a pressure suit. Uh, in Russian, it's called a Sokol suit, which means falcon. And it's pressurized, and it's pressurized uh, with oxygen. And so if you're going to be in a pure oxygen environment, then uh, some things become a lot more flammable. So you have to be careful about what you wear in a 100% oxygen environment. You don't want to wear something that if there was a fire could melt or or that could cause static, static. electricity and cause a spark. So so that's why they restrict what you wear underneath it. But uh, I mean, I, I thought uh, if I wear the, you know, the issue white sweater or, or white t-shirt, or if I wear the one that uh, that has maple leaves printed on it, that no one's going to care. And besides, it's worth the risk. And, you know, it was game seven of that series. Um, and the last I heard, we undocked from this, from the international space station and, you know, the Leafs were ahead. And then we, you know, were as, as they were, fighting down on the ice you know we were, we were fighting away down through the atmosphere and we came down in a parachute and pumped into the world rolled to a stop and um and they they pull us out of the capsule and put us in sort of a little recovery chair and then they hand you a satellite phone to talk to your spouse you know and so they hand me this my wife's name's helena they hand me the satellite phone and i'm like hey hello helena and there's a time lag she's like oh hello i said hey you know i'm back and i'm healthy she goes great and i'm going how are you and she's fine and then i say how'd the leafs do <laughs> and she was like oh i'm so sorry they lost and it, oh, you know we we both went down in flames that day unfortunately <laughs> it was sad <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean uh I mean, in Boston, I mean, I don't know who we're going to be against. It looks like a pretty good probably shot Tampa. that will be in the playoffs this year. But is it going to be Tampa? Is it going to be Boston? Who are we going to be up against? Boston's having a terrific, terrific year, as much as it pains me to say that. So, uh, so you know, uh, the game gets recharged every single year, and we'll have another shot at it. We just need to come out on the right side this year. Absolutely. And I just have a quick follow-up question, Chris, because you brought the Leafs jersey to, to the ISS, which is fantastic. Do you know if anybody else has brought up an NHL jersey, or can you personally confirm that the Leafs are, in fact, the center and the satellite of the Leafs universe? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know of anybody who's ever brought up a Leafs jersey, that's for sure. But there, there's a little bit of sports paraphernalia, because you're allowed okay. to bring a few personal items up there. And so I bought a few, brought a few Leafs things up with me. One of them's in the uh, the Hall of Fame here in Toronto. Uh, you know, a, a, a Leafs square. And um, uh, the Canadian Space Agency, though, is based in Montreal and one of the suburbs of Montreal, Saint Hubert. And uh, so when they uh, on my little little resupply ship that that brings up a few personal items, uh, I had had this Leafs. Uh, emblem you know printed and when it arrived on the back of it one of them had stuck a a habs sticker on the back <laughs> of them, just a little touch from home but it, it was easily removed so it worked out fine and that uh yeah that that is in uh in the hall of fame now but um yeah i 
hockey, you know, it's it's not as big a, a Texas sport as some other things, but uh, there's there's always hockey fans. A lot of astronauts, you know, from from the colder states, uh, and so uh, and, and lots of the Canadian astronauts, of course, as a favorite team. But when I was up there, it was all Leafs all the time. What a hero! Um, do we have that last question, Harnish? I think um, I did. I delete it. Oh, that's okay. Um, we had a couple of questions from Twitter, Chris. Actually, and one of them was, "As you're a, been a long term Leafs fan, and you've obviously been to space, and so we thought that you would be the best person to answer this. So, if you had to put together a crew to go to the ISS, which Leafs are you taking?" Ah, <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. Um, there's not actually a lot of need for hockey skills on board a space station. <laughs> so you, you kind of want a lot of other depth. However, people that are uh, good with a stick might be good with a robotic arm as well. Uh, but you really want um, people that are willing to learn and people that are willing to work. And, and so, uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to take a- anybody that wanted to come along, of course, Uh it's a super technical job flying a spaceship and and living on board board a space station. So it might actually be some of the folks that aren't on the ice that that would be good to come up as well, you know, some of the people that train and think and plan and and do some of the other work. I'd love to have Sheldon Keefe, you know, come up that that not only the the physical and and uh experiential skills but also the leadership and the the uh, the ability to help other people, you know, really reach their best. But uh, it just it's you know it's just a great group of, of young men that are that are the Leafs right now. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be at the World Cup uh, supporting the Canadian team there for one game in Qatar, and uh, I, I felt the same way. This you know this is the best soccer team we've ever put together, and it was just great to get to know them and and, and see the world a little bit through their eyes and trying to help them really excel. And uh, I remember feeling the same sort of way that these are just type of people I want to be around. People are the best uh, of the best, but who are also super hard working to, to, to help put themselves there, you know? Um, so yeah, I wouldn't turn anybody away, but John Tavares, Sheldon Keefe, those would be good guys to have up there. Maybe so, John can bring his sea salt. Maybe John can bring his sea salt that he takes with him everywhere. <laughs> When Mr. Hatfield said, uh, bring anybody, I raised my hand a little bit. I'm like, I'll, I'll volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely come on. <laughs> Absolutely. And Chris, you you know, you are a man of many talents. As one of your talents is your writing. So far, you have four books that are out, including more than one best-selling book that is out and a children's book. And I believe you have another book coming out in the fall. Is that right? Yeah, all four of my books so far have been uh, international bestsellers and in you know a bunch of different languages. The most recent one, you can just see it right there. That's the Apollo Murders, and um, it's uh, it's being made into a television series. In fact, it's thriller, alternative history, fiction, and the book you just mentioned um, is the next in the series, the next in the Apollo murder series. I'm just in the final editing stage with the publishers right now. And, uh, the next in the series will be out in the fall. And you mentioned, uh, the children's book, uh, the darkest dark. Yeah. It's, it's debuting as a stage play on the 23rd of February at the young people's theater in Toronto. And they've added some magic to make it even more impactful. But the whole point of that children's book is how not to be afraid. 
how how do you how do you find your courage in life and I, that's a really important thing to learn and and so i'm i'm really pleased when when people uh, read the darkest dark to their children but i'm really looking forward to the stage play at the young people's theater coming here in uh, in third week of february well wow you have a there's a lot going on and and i can't wait to to be able to pick up your next book and and go down to the theater as well um but on behalf of everyone here at SDPN, thank you for for coming on, taking some time out of your day, and uh, and and joining us after attending the Leafs game as well. Uh, I mean, it must have been a quick turnaround, but uh, this was a, a surreal experience. Um, you are someone that I personally looked up to as a child uh, growing up. I did a, a presentation for you back in middle school, or a, a space presentation, and, and did research on you and had you on there as well. And I instantly fell in love with the unknowns of space and followed your journey specifically through 2013, where you did a lot of work um, really trying to connect with the youth. I remember you did a, um, a Q&A session from space with with some of the students in Peel District School Board, including your, your public school. And... Um, I just want to say that that really does um, mean a lot and, and it really does connect with a lot of youth. So thank you for everything that you do. And um, I appreciate everything. Thank you, Mr. Commander. Harnish, thank you very much. That's really kind of you to say. And I mean, it's important to take care of yourself, take care of your family, work with your as much of your community as you can, try and make the most of yourself. But to be able to... Uh, inspire and encourage our young people that's that's kind of the ultimate test because that's what really matters and so i'm i'm so lucky to be in a position to try and do some of that now and i very much appreciate the feedback and uh and the thought that uh you know as i was working and running all the experiments and taking care of the space station that you were finding some inspiration and ideas in what i was doing also that's great to hear thanks Definitely. It's actually one of the reasons why I even went into STEM in the first place. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm delighted. <laughs> Thank you. We're yeah, go ahead, Lauren. No, I was just I was just gonna reiterate the same thing. You know, Chris, you talk about the fact that there are lots of leaf legends and you were personally were inspired by the Apollo eleven landing on the moon. And and I hope that you know that you are inspiring the next generation of, of space frontiers. And my nephew went to space camp in Alabama for the first time this huh. summer and he loved it and he was so excited for me to be talking to you tonight and you know, for not only the books that you've read and the music that you've put out, but for representing Canadians and being a Leafs fan and and being such a great proponent and 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 sponsor of teamwork and believing in dreams, because that's something we all need to do, especially today. It's super important. Thank you, Lauren. And to all of the nephews and the nieces out there. Yeah, it's 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 important to be inspired by something that seems on the edge of impossible and then to live in a place where you can get the education and the support to pursue those dreams. I've been lucky enough to go through that path. And the more we can provide it for the young kids today, the better off our whole country and all the countries around it will be. So it's a big part of my life. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm pleased to have a chance to come on and talk with both of you and talk to as many people as possible especially the Leafs fans. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Well, that's Go, uh, Harnish. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think that's going to do it here from us. Um, again, thank you so much uh, for coming on and thank you to all the fans for, for coming on and listening uh, to us today and make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share out and, uh, and uh, tweet out at us. Um, we appreciate you guys for your continued support and uh, hope you have a fantastic rest of your night. Good night, Absolutely. everyone. Good night, Go everybody. All right. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. <laughs>
powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.